is today. Today? It is Wednesday, my dude. This is gonna be great! <laughs> Hello, everyone. Uh, gotta tell you a little story about something that happened to me. And um, and I wanted to share it with you. So, the other day, I was out with my daughter. I think we were at rehearsal here on a Thursday night. Uh, I was with Gianna. And we left rehearsal to come home for the night. We got in, uh, just so you know, like... Both of we use our garage um, to park our cars. I know it's crazy. A lot of people down here in the south like to use their garage for like another living room. We actually use it for a garage. So I pull in. I'm on the left side of the garage. I have a little um, a sink uh, on the side of the garage, all that. And um, right in front of that, my wife likes to stack up all the boxes we get from Amazon or Walmart delivery or whatever like that. So there's always boxes there, right? Um, so I pull in, I get out, Gianna gets the other side, she goes to walk in, I have to get some stuff out of my trunk, the guitar and all that. And as Gianna goes to walk in the door, she looks over by the boxes and she goes, ooh, there's a fat spider over here. Now, if you know me, you know, terrified of spiders. And I was like, and so I just stop and I'm like, so kill it. And she kind of looks, she goes, it's gone now. She's not as afraid of spiders as I am. She's pretty brave when it comes to that stuff. She's like, oh, it, it's gone now. And I was like, what? It's gone. It's like the worst thing that could happen when there's a spider and then you lose it. It's like, ugh. So I had to come around the other side and I gotta run through the door because I don't, it's scary. I'm afraid of it, right? So the moral of the sport, story is I'm afraid of spiders. I don't like them. I don't want them around me. Uh, and if it was a perfect world, if this world was perfect, there'd be no spiders. I wouldn't have to worry about that. There would never be any problems with spiders, but I know that is unrealistic. And so I'm looking at the story, you know, here's the other thing. A day later, it's because I'm off on Friday, so that was a Thursday on Friday. I know those boxes are out there. What do I do? My car, like, there's, it's, it leaves me uneasy, right? So I am thinking, what can I do about this? Uh, so what I do is I get up, I move the car out of the garage and I take my baseball bat and I start whacking these boxes outside, outside the garage, just hitting them and, and I'm destroying them, but also inspecting them. Like I'll stick the baseball bat inside. I'll look around, I'll peek around, I'll make sure the flaps are open. So this spider can't hide from me, right? I was going to be like Negan on the walking dead, smash it. I was going to bring death upon it if I saw it, right? So I am doing that. My girls don't really know what's going on. And then Gianna pokes her head out. She's like, what are you doing? And she sees me whacking the boxes out like I'm hitting home runs with these boxes to get them out. And I'm like, I'm trying to get these boxes out of here. I'm going to break them down, put them in uh, the Toyota so you can take them to the dump. Because even though I'm doing all this, I'm still not getting in. I'm not having those boxes anywhere near me, like in a car. That's crazy talk. And she's like, it's probably gone by now. And I go, that's exactly what it wants you to think. 
that's what it wants you to think. And then all of a sudden, it just can come out of nowhere. Not, not on my watch. So I'm hitting these things out. I'm breaking down the boxes. And it's nowhere to be found. So still, every time I go into my garage, I'm like, when is the other shoe going to drop? When is this thing going to happen? Come get me. I've even cleaned the um, the garage since then. I've sprayed bug, the spider killer, all that. I've done a lot, but it still makes me uneasy. But I realized that this fear, the situation that I just had, is kind of a microcosm of life. See, my whole life, I've been afraid of spiders. And I'm going to continue to be afraid of spiders. The fear is here to stay. And, and you know what? I'm not even talking just spiders. In many things. In bigger things. Uh, I, I have fears of heights. Like, I mean, I, obviously I don't have to worry about jumping on a plane because I'm not going to do it. Or, but, but like things like that I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of things happening to my family, to my kids. There's, there's big things that, that are kind of out of my control. And that fear is here to stay. It's going to be there. But scripture, however, says do not fear. And it says that multiple times. It says to rely on faith in him. So I'm going to read a bunch of scriptures that, that says not to fear and to trust him. So Isaiah 41.10, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Hebrews 13.5-6, For he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. You can confidently say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? 2 Timothy 1.7, for God gave us the spirit not to fear, but the power and love and self-control. Psalm 23, 4, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Deuteronomy 31, 6, Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them. For it is the Lord, your God, who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. John 14, 27, Peace I leave you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Uh, Psalm 27, 1. The Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And lastly, Psalm 46, 1-3. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way. Through the, though the mountains be moved into the heart and of the sea. I can't read. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved in the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. So those are all fantastic, comforting scriptures with the promise that God will never leave us and to trust him, to not be afraid. Now, I have had a couple experiences where I have had no option but to trust in him. And in my fear, and that's that specifically, like, we'll, we'll stay on the spider thing, just in that. So, Pastor Mike here doesn't like me to talk about this. He's afraid that it gets out and people will not want to go on the guy's hike. But I had a very rough experience on the guy's hike a few years ago. As we know, I'm not the outdoorsman, 
but I decided, you know what, I'm going to do this. This is outside of my comfort zone, but I'm going to do this and I'm going to grow. And guess what? I did. I did grow in that trip. It was, uh, I got closer to the guys. It, it was a good thing. I would recommend you go. Even through my bad experience, I would recommend you go on a guy's hike or something like that. If you're not here in Monk's Corner and not a part of this church, there's, I'm sure there's something you can do to get you out of your comfort zone, help you grow. So anyways, on this guy's hike, uh, day one, we're hiking through the mountains, all good. Uh, night one, great. It was a little chilly, but um, there was no problems, had a good time. I didn't see a spider. I didn't see a bug. It was great. Day two, hiking more, a lot longer through the through the mountains, seeing beautiful scenery, streams and mountains, and it was great. Uh, night two is where things turned, though. Um, we we got to camp later. It was starting to get dark. I had this little tiny tent. It's like a one person tube type thing that you lay in. Um, and I set up, we were right by the river, trees, we had the campfire going, all this, and then all of a sudden, spiders started to emerge. Now, it started with this gigantic one on a tree, and that's when I knew I was in some trouble, because I, this little kid's like, let's shine your light over there, and somebody shine a light, and it was this gigantic... It was like the size of a tarantula on a tree. And I was like, oh, no. And I feel like that would have been bad enough just to know that there was big spiders out there. But no, no, it got worse. Around the campfire, as it kept going on, more and more spiders come out. Out, out. In people's sense, almost everybody had a spider in their tent. At one point, I'm freaking out. I'm nervous inside, not letting everybody know how terrified I am. And I was like... Can somebody go check my tent? And I had two people go check it, and there was two spiders. I don't know how I'm this because I'm already. This is one of the heights of my fear is spiders, and they're surrounding us, and they were constantly up. And I had a guy that was with me, who stayed up until like two, three in the morning, getting firewood, making sure. Because I was like, I guess I'm just not going to sleep tonight. I'm just going to be right here by the fire. But in all reality. Firewood's going away. People get tired. Like, it was it was rough. They sprayed. They're like, just spray bug spray, like mosquito spray around your tent. You'll be fine. No, that's not true. And here's the thing. My tent, it's like, it was, the 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 top of the tent was right here. Like, it's a, a small tube, so I'm compact in there. And so, and it's mesh up here with another layer over it if it's raining, so the spiders can go right there. I could be looking at them. So I'm, and it's so, it was just the worst. I heard one guy get in his tent and he goes, he, and, I, and I'm and i like, hey John, what's going on in there? He goes, nothing, it's, you're lying to me. I know something, I know that there was a spider. I already know all this, right? And so at about two, three in the morning, I knew that my friend was gonna have to drive us home once we finally got out of this nightmare the next day. I'm like, you really got to go to sleep because we're hours and hours away from home anyways. So I, my only option was to get into that tent. I, I got into my mummy sleeping bag reversed so that the whole front was covered. And I didn't sleep. I just prayed all night long. 
And it's the only option I had because if I decided, you know what, I'm out. It's dark. I have one little tiny headlamp. I would get lost in the woods. You wouldn't see me again. There was no option but to stay there and deal with it. And my only option was to pray and rely on the Lord. I prayed like I'd never prayed that night. Uh, and, and to be honest with you, this trip almost brought me back a different person. I mean, mentally, I was a, like this close to breaking. Like I was, it was, it was bad. As a matter of fact, I woke up in the morning before everybody else, like jumped out of the tent because who knows what was on the tent around. I was, this was like, I was at my breaking point and I was just waiting for people to get up. I packed up. I'm ready to leave. And this guy, the guy, John, who I heard the smack something in his he came out and he goes, hey, I'm going to be honest with you. And I just look at him like, mm-hmm. And he goes, there was a spider. I know there was a spider there. You think I'm stupid? I know there was. He goes, I'm pretty sure it was a recluse. Okay, that even makes it worse. We just upped the ante. I mean, he didn't tell me the, the night before, but it's just like, dude, it can't get any worse than this. But... In the end, I know that God got me through it. Through that prayer, he calmed me enough that I was able to stay in this little tube of terror in the middle of this spider nest that we decided to camp in. And it was brutal. But I know that God got me through it because I couldn't do it myself. I would have been in the loony bin if I didn't have God with me there. Now some people say I should be in the loony bin anyways, but that's beyond the point. And then I think about this. That experience that I had, because there's a lot of therapy that's exposure therapy that people, when people are afraid of spiders, a lot of times you go to a therapist, they do exposure therapy where they show you a picture of a spider a bunch of times. You talk through it. Then they'll have one in like a like a little terrarium type of thing. And you look at that and you, you, whatever, and you get close to it eventually. And then maybe they have it out of the terrarium and on the ground far away from it. And the closer, like the more you go on in this therapy, the more it gets there. Then eventually they put it on you, right? And that's supposed to take your fears away. So this situation that I was in should have really helped me in my fear of, of spiders. It, it, it definitely should have ended my... Uh, fears of just the the routine spider in the house or in the garage. But it didn't. And even when I think I'm getting better, like, for instance, the the palmetto bugs down here, they're creepy. They're not spider, like, they're not to the level of the spider for me, but I don't like them. I don't like them. I don't want them around me, right? But even them, now I see one, I'm like, yeah. So there is some kind of exposure therapy that happened there. But with the spiders, even when I think I'm doing better, you know what? That's a little spider over there is not a big deal. But as I was hitting those boxes out of my garage, um, I opened the the back of my wife's uh, Toyota 4Runner, and there was like a little piece of dust, like particle that fell down. I was like, ah! I jumped out and I was like, oh, I'm not better. I'm not better at all. I'm just as crazy and scared of spiders as I always am. So no, that experience did not do anything to help me. And I know many people say it's irrational, even silly. As a matter of fact, when I was freaking out at the campfire and the guys at the guys hike, many guys were making fun of me. I know. They were there like, mm, he's afraid of a spider. Then the more the time went out and the more spiders came out, even some people were like, yeah, I'm sorry about that. 
Yeah. It's, it was, whatever. It's irrational that I'm afraid of a little spider when I'm so much bigger than it. And here's the thing. I'm not even really, like, if you think I'm afraid of getting bit by a spider, no, that's not it. I am afraid of it. I don't like the spider. It's creepy. It's, it, I don't want it to be on me. I don't want it to be around me. I don't like the look of the spiders. I don't like, it's a scary looking, I don't like it. There's nothing. It's, it's irrational and it doesn't make sense. And I know that. And I've always said, when I get to heaven, one of the first things I'm going to do is ask God, why spiders? Why? But I think the better question is, why did you put this fear of spiders in me? Because, or like, why did you think that was a good quality to have in me to be afraid of spiders? Because if you knew me before I was born, you knew that my fear was going to be there too. You knew, you knew everything about me, so you know that, but you, but you, God, you created me, so why did you give me this fear of spiders? That's the questions to ask. And then when I've said that, people say, oh, when you see the Lord, you're not even probably going to be able to speak. You're just going to drop down to your knees and worship, and you're going to just be in awe of his greatness. And I get it, but I also think, seems pretty convenient. Seems like it gets out of a lot of explaining just by being glorious. Just saying. I want some answers. Well, it's the fear. The fear is irrational. But guess what? There's something about fear that can also be, dare I say it, good. I mean, if we read in scripture, it says the beginning of wisdom is the fear of God. So we are supposed to fear. It's just what we fear. That's what counts. Now, I'm not even talking this whole time it's mostly been about spiders but i'm talking about fear of things happening in your family uh, the death of loved ones fear of lots of things that that we can that give us anxiety and worry and and fear there's lots of things and i'm not i'm just using spiders today for my story type of thing Uh, by just by taking this spider in my garage story i saw something from what happened in my reaction that I wanted to share, which is the devotional part. We've been going through, this whole thing has been a devotional, I know. Sometimes I get a little off track, but here's the things. I look at what I could have, what I've done. I, I, okay, the situation in the garage happened. I ran inside the house afraid because there's a spider somewhere in my garage that I'm afraid of. I could have done a number of things. I could have done nothing. I could have just ignored the situation and left the boxes there and ran to my car like a little girl every day in fear. I could have told my wife or my daughters, you got to go clean that thing out or hired somebody to come. Like there's lots of things I could have done to do it. But instead, I did something about it. I did something. I do things all the time to protect myself. So, number one, when I come in the garage, it doesn't matter if it is a thousand degrees out, which it seems like it is a lot of times in the summer here, or it's freezing. I roll my windows up. I have a convertible. That top is up constantly when I park in the garage. Why? I don't want anything getting in there. I don't want to be driving and see a spider. I've had that situation happen, too, where there's been a spider in the car. 
It's it's by the grace of God I didn't crane off of into a cliff or die in some fiery car accident. So we want to avoid that. So I make sure the car is uh, sealed up. Nothing can get in there. I constantly clean my garage. I have a very clean garage. I get rid of spider webs, cobwebs, dust. I I use the leaf blower again. All the crevices that I can't get to. I spray uh, bug spray in there. I protect myself as much as I can. Now I know there's still going to be things getting in there, but I'm doing everything that I possibly can to keep them out. And in life, we need to do things too. And whatever we're going through, even if it seems pointless or whatever it is, is not working. It may seem like uh, nothing's not working in my situation. Right. But we still need to do something. So for instance, if you're sick, you obviously, you should go to the doctor. You should try to, you should take the medications that they um, advise for you. They, you should try to eat healthy and exercise if you're sick. You should try to do everything you can to get better. If you're going through a divorce, you should try counseling. You should talk to one another. You should try methods of communicating. You should do a lot of things to try to help that situation. If you have a mental disorder, you should go to therapy. You should go to a psychiatrist. You should exercise. You should... Um, get into the sun. You should get out of your room in the dark all day. You should stop doing things that make things worse. The list goes on and on, but the moral is we the moral of the story is we need to do something to help us. Now, those things that I just mentioned are all practical things for help, but we also need spiritual help. And how do we get that? Well, there's a number of ways. Reading scripture, but better yet, study scripture, grow understand what is being said, dive deep into it so you can broaden your your knowledge of God and, and what he's telling us to do. In prayer, you should talk to God. Lay your burdens at his feet. He hears you. He loves you. He wants what is best for you. You should get into a small group. Get with a bunch of like-minded people who also are dealing with problems themselves and also need support to love on you, to pray for you, to hold you up when you fall down. That's all I've experienced in my small groups is people who care, who want to hold you uh, up and, and care for you. These are all things we can do to help us in the midst of fear and hardship. Now, I would have to say, if I went to a small group, just be like, all right, why are you here? Well, I'm afraid of spiders and I need help with it. That's that's weird. But I'm talking about in everyday lives with family, with with uh, health and and just you navigating the way through life's ups and downs. Now, this doesn't mean our problems are just going to disappear once we start reading scripture, studying scripture, praying and being in a small group. Uh, the fear doesn't go away. It doesn't mean um, we won't go through another season of struggle, but it does mean we're doing everything we can to get through it and live the life Jesus wants for us. And and the bad news is, is these seasons that we go through can last a long time. It can last weeks. It can last months. It can last years even. And, and just like uh, Psalm 13, which uh, we went through as a church here this past Sunday, um, it, it's a it's a scripture that David wrote where he is just kind of at the end of his rope and he says in it, give me light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. That would lead me to believe this dude is really going through it. He's struggling. He doesn't know what to do. He's just at a loss. But the best thing is he ends that psalm by saying he will sing the Lord's prayers, praise for he's been good to me. So he trusts God's character. 
God's character is to love to love us, to lead us, to care for us. And that is something that he does not fail to do. Now, I know there's many times we feel like he's not around us, but he is. And I was just talking to a friend who's going through a divorce, who's really struggling. And I, and I shared with him this scripture too, that Psalm 13. And I'll say, we don't know his plan. I, we all wish we did because at least we could see the end and see where he's leading us to. But we have to trust his character to know that what he's doing is for our good. And so even when we come to these crossroads where we feel like our life is falling apart, we know that he has our back, that he doesn't fail, that he comes at the right time. He's never late. He's never early either a lot of times. He's at the right time. I know a lot of times we want him early, but... The perfect time is when he comes, and we will only see that when we're with him in heaven. And uh, I don't know when that's going to be, but sometimes I'm like, I wish it was tomorrow. So hopefully my spider story, my analogies made some sense to you today. Hopefully you are encouraged after hearing this to want to study scripture more, to get more into it, to broaden your knowledge of God, to pray more, to spend more time with him, and, and to get into a small group, because those are all very important things that I know have helped me and my family grow. So that's kind of what I have today. Hope you have a great week, and I will see you next time.